Hi everyone, my name is Janelle and welcome to The Anxious Educator, where I'm creating a safe space for the overwhelmed, overworked, and anxious educator of today. So, about me, Janelle, I've been working in education for officially 10 years now through different capacities, but specifically for the last four and a half years, it has been all about uh, being a teacher in classroom. And I have taught from literally K through 12. Um, This year I'm teaching kindergarten. And the last three years, I was teaching grades 9 through 12. It's a very big change. And if there's anything I've known that needs to be maintained through all of this, teaching kindergarten for the first time amongst a global pandemic, distance and in-person learning, hybrid, It's that there's only one thing you can control, and that's really yourself. Your reactions to these things that can change with every breath that you take, it feels. And so I just want to go about my story about how I got to this moment of creating this Anxious Educator podcast. I'll just start with, uh, I finished my undergrad in back in 2012 the degree in English and I was ready to take on the world I was ready to use and implement my uh implement my degree as an English teacher I was ready to either teach abroad I was ready to teach uh ready to teach any grade level that they gave me Um, because I just knew that I was going to be a teacher. Um, Up to that point, I had kind of denied the fact that I was going to be a teacher. I found myself in front of a classroom teaching Filipino-American history and culture uh, through a community organization called the Kuya Atha Mentorship Program. Hey, camp, shout out. And I found myself very comfortable in front of the classroom. And I knew that I had to follow that feeling. Following that um, situation, I became a TA. I was a instructional aide, and I especially became a substitute teacher. <laughs> and oh, being a substitute teacher really taught me a lot about who I want to be as a teacher and how I want to treat my students. But what ended up happening fresh out of college, I got a diagnosis. I had to, I had to cancel some days working. I couldn't take, accept any jobs because I literally shut down. And, you know, for this positive outlook to be done with college, to be done with all of these things and just do what I want to do versus what people are telling me to do. I was ready, but I couldn't if I was canceling jobs and dropping out of uh, community college courses to, you know, expand my horizons as an educator. So with the help of my PCP, I got to my first ever therapist 
and that first the first couple of meetings with them I found out multiple things I had been living with generalized anxiety disorder generalized depressive disorder in addition to attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and amongst the other diagnoses that I received that day it really just hit me that everything that I thought I knew about myself wasn't what I thought it was that what I thought was normal was not technically normal it was just what I can say now is that was my truth that was how I lived my life and I got extremely overwhelmed I canceled on people I freaked out on a lot of people and that diagnosis that decision to go to a therapist made a huge change in my life because without that I don't think I would have been able to thrive as an educator because when you're placed in a classroom of students regardless of the age it is very humbling very humbling and I think a lot of educators that come to the credential programs and step in front of students have an idea of how they want students to be they have an idea of how it is to be an educator because they were a student there's nothing wrong with that because I utilize my knowledge of my k through six teachers all the time with how I approach any grade level when I'm teaching English and especially when you're trying to scaffold and I just I I was a completely different person I was really depressed I would literally come home from a teaching job crawl into bed and not move until my parents called me and said dinner was ready I just could not function the way I wanted to or I thought I should be doing and since that time I've been doing a lot of work a lot of inner work to reassess how I am and what I'm doing and I think now that I'm here 10 years later like yeah 10 almost 10 years later it's how am I going to continue taking care of myself when these moments of overwhelm and stress continue to hit me? And I'm seeing stories being reflected in front of me of how I grew up when I interact with some students. I'm seeing, you know, seeing things that kind of trigger me in terms of how I was faced in the situation as a child, but then you also have to rationalize as an educator that the situation that this child is going through is similar to yours, yet not the same because they are their own person. And it's very, very humbling to let go of the idea that you can help them and fix them, but really you're just an aid to their journey. And that can weigh a lot on a person, definitely can. And that's what brought me to 
taking care of myself. One day my friend said to me, you're doing all this work on yourself. Very, very good. But, you know, are you even taking care of yourself? You're watching TV and all that stuff and like that's your downtime. But is that you reinvigorating yourself? And it really took time for me to understand that, that even my therapist was like, you need to find something to take care of yourself. And I couldn't figure out what to do. She told me uh, to just go through the things that I like. And I said, I try to read, but I can't finish a book. I try to write, can't finish writing the piece. And then one day I came to class super chill. I was so chilled out. And she looked at me and she was like, what did you do today? And I was like, uh, I took yoga. <laughs> and she pointed her finger at me. It was hilarious. She just like went, that, that's the thing that you need to do. That's how you're going to take care of yourself. And I was like, seriously, this, I'm that different today versus the other high strung moments of my life that I've just come to tune to. This is, this is, this is it. And I didn't believe her at first because I had told her that I enjoyed yoga. I genuinely did, but I didn't have the finances, the space to make it happen. I wanted, I, and I still do this to this day, I want space. I want a large amount of space. I want quiet. I want alone time. I want to get I want a designated space and I couldn't find one where I was living with my parents' house. And so she told me to commit to it and that spending the money would be worth it if it allowed me to feel that calm that I wanted. So that happened, (laughs) that happened. And, you know, here I am 10 years later. And in addition to being a teacher, a K through 12 teacher, I also invested in myself with a yoga train teacher training program and that has really helped me a lot become more in tune with my thoughts and emotions as they drive past my brain and it's become very very important part of my day my week and you know, and I, I continue to teach yoga on the side. In addition to this podcast, in addition to teaching kindergarten, I, uh, I teach once a week at a studio here in Southern California, uh, Twinkle Earth Yoga, if you ever want to, uh, catch me both online and in the internet. Um, and it's these thoughts that I come back to especially within the difficulties of this past year with going into quarantine, having, a cl- having 98 students and only three show up on, di- on distance learning or trying to accommodate one kid who's online who's very stressed and emotional about not being in school while eight others are competing for my attention in person. And at the same time, over the last two years, I've been laid off twice as an educator and if there's one thing I can get from this podcast being sent out to you is that the overwhelm, the overwork, 
it it does not have to consume you. The work of being there for your students, communicating with parents, the bureaucracy that can kind of drain you at times, it does not have to consume you. And with this podcast, I want to provide you all a safe space, recognizing your challenges in the classroom, figuring out what limiting beliefs are preventing me from continuing or feeling or depleting my emotions and feelings in this work, especially with, you know, these low turnout rates of student attention and, you know, high emotions during this time, we still got to take care of ourselves. And there's still a teacher shortage. And there's still a high turnover rate of new educators. And this should not be the case. And with the Anxious Educator, I hope I can provide you tools to help you feel less overworked, alone, burdened. Because I've been there. I'm not saying that I'm past it. It's something I look to every day and reassess every single time. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope I can see you again in the next episode. My name is Janelle. You can catch me on Twitter at Miss Bruin. That's my teacher Twitter. And on my yoga Instagram at Yoga with Janelle, where I do provide uh, private one-on-one sessions. Um, You'll get first session, $30 off. And in addition, uh, joining my mailing group, email newsletter, you can receive a bunch of journal prompts for you to self-reflect on your your day. Even if you're not a a classroom educator, maybe you're just educating, you know, at church or your children. Just have some time for yourself because essentially we cannot control everything but you can control what you can do and what you, how you react. And take some time to reflect. All right, my name is Janelle and have a nice day. Bye.